Good morning, everyone. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and it's a great pleasure to be with you again for, I think, our third or fourth radio show. Uh, it's going well, and we've got a special one for you today. Uh, there's so many great things going on in my town, uh, which is Cornelius, my hometown, uh, on top of that, that uh, we want to tell you about some of the wonderful things. Our town really could not be as good as it is without the wonderful efforts of our nonprofits here in this town. You know, we've got something in Cornelius that uh, is kind of our motto, and uh, it's related to the Cornelius Way. The Cornelius Way means that uh, we go beyond the call of duty to do good things for our citizens and our fellow man. And that's important because there's no way that town government can meet every single need in this beautiful town and in this beautiful community in this Lake Norman region. So we have to depend on and actually call on some of our wonderful nonprofits, some of our faith communities, and wonderful benevolent organizations throughout this region, really, but particularly here in this town. A lot of them have originated here in the town of Cornelius, and uh, uh, certainly some of them make contributions here that didn't originate here. We're happy to have the help either way. So we're featuring two organizations today. The front part of the show today, we're going we're gonna to be featuring an organization called Bags of Hope. Uh, and the back end of the show today, we will be featuring Little Smiles, of North Carolina. A little different mission on, on behalf of each of those organizations, but I think you will be amazed at the good that comes out of both of them. The Bags of Hope is an organization that I learned about back in our budget time when the town of Cornelius uh, considered some funding opportunities with this great organization, and I'm so glad we could do that. It was something I was all in favor of and all in in relation to that because of the, the good work they were doing. And really, it was one of the first times I had heard many details about what this great organization does here in our schools, particularly, and with our kids. So I have with me today uh, Nicole Fiedler, who is the program coordinator. And uh, good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Glad to have you. And also, Ashley Nightish, who is the founder and the president of their board at Bags of Hope. Welcome. Good morning. Good Thank to have you. good to have you as well, Ashley. So let me turn to Ashley first because uh, I, maybe you you both were with the Bags of Hope organization from the very beginning. But how did this come about? Give us a little history here. So Bags of Hope has been um, providing weekend food bags for food insecure students in our local community as the nonprofit Bags of Hope since 2017, but we actually started as three separate church backpack ministries. Davidson United Methodist Church began their backpack ministry in 2012. I helped one of our ministers there start that program. And then in 2013, uh, Journey Church in Huntersville reached out. They knew about our program. And so some of our other founding board members attended that church. We passed along our information to them and then in 2016, Mosaic Church in North Charlotte, right there on the edge of Huntersville, joined the team as well. We combined our backpack ministries in 2017 and actually started the nonprofit Bags of Hope. 
That's fantastic. Now, you coordinated it, at all with Ada Jenkins? Because they seem to do some of that as well. So we probably serve a lot of the students that are attending programs through Ada Jenkins. Uh, we work pretty much loosely with all of the nonprofits in the local area because while we might do different types of services, we know that we're covering a lot of the same families in the services that we're doing. So, Nicole, how do you go about getting the uh, materials that go in these backpacks? I know a little bit about it because my church participates as well in uh, some of the programs related to backpacks. So tell us about uh, how you go about the, the process of your day-to-day job of, uh, of reaching the kids. Sure. So um, the bags, each bag that we send home on the weekends contains three dinners, two breakfasts, two lunches, a couple servings of vegetables, a couple servings of fruit, and at least five snacks. Um, we're really trying to fill that gap between when students leave school on Friday afternoon um, and come back on Monday morning, knowing that um, most of them or likely all of them are receiving breakfast and lunch at school, but may or may not have food on the weekend. So that food, where does it come from? Well, we we get about 50% of that food donated, and that's primarily from the community. Um, every now and then we're getting a donation from a corporate entity or a grocery store, but but for the most part, it's individuals donating to us, um, different groups ho- holding their own food drives, a business, a school, a sports team, and giving us those donations throughout the year really helps to offset the the cost of food for us um, as we're still purchasing about 50% of that. Um, and then we hold a few um, large food drives of our own. Um, we have a big one coming up at the end of August, our back-to-school food drive. Um, it's it gets the whole community involved. It's neighborhood driven. So we are encouraging um, a neighborhood ambassador for any community that wants to get involved. Um, they're going to be putting grocery bags on people's front porch with a list of items that we'd like to collect. And um, on Saturday, August 26, we're hoping to have all of those bags dropped off at our warehouse. Um, as of right now, we have about 96 different neighborhoods a um, couple businesses in there, too, that are supporting our food drive, and we're expecting to get about 25,000 pounds of food delivered that weekend. That is absolutely incredible. Now, how do you know who to give these bags to? How do you identify the need? So I actually work directly with the schools. Um, gotcha. I either work with a social worker or a counselor within the schools, and we sort of use the honor system that the staff of schools know their student population the best. Mm -hmm. And so they will identify students they feel would benefit from our program. Um, They just fill out a simple permission form on our end, and we distribute directly to the schools themselves, and then they go out on the weekends from school. Well, that is a fantastic story. We will uh, take a short break here, and we will be back in just a few minutes talking about uh, the Bags of Hope. What a wonderful ministry, really, this is that grew out of some of our churches here in the North Mecklenburg region. Thank you all for what you do, and thank you for identifying these these wonderful opportunities for um, uh, the food distribution itself. So what kind of food is it that you actually distribute? I mean, what's an, what's an example that's, that's in a, a typical bag? Sure. So everything 
everything is shelf stable. We don't have refrigeration and neither do the schools. So we're really trying to pack heartier, protein-packed items. So examples would be hearty soups um, with a lot of protein, um, canned pasta, macaroni and cheese, peanut butter sometimes, um, protein granola bars, uh, Hormel complete meals, things that can be a full meal and a full side um, for kids to enjoy and hopefully easy to make. Great, great stuff. We'll continue providing that list so folks can uh, know what to provide for you. This is Mayor Woody Washam, About Town. Morning again. This is Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius, and we've got a great show going on as we speak right now, featuring a wonderful nonprofit organization here in our community by the name of Bags of Hope. We will get to another great organization in the in the second half of the show by the name of Little Smiles of North Carolina. You won't want to miss that information as well. So we're back with Nicole Fiedler and also Ashley Nightish, who was the founder of this particular organization. Tell me a little bit, um, Ashley, about the schools that you serve. How many schools do you serve with this particular wonderful um, service that you provide? So at the end of last year, we were serving 29 schools in the greater Lake Norman and then greater Charlotte area. We added an additional school over the summer. So in this coming school year, beginning in just a few weeks, we'll be serving 30 schools. We are heavily concentrated in the Lake Norman area, specifically in Cornelius. We serve um, Cornelius Elementary, which was the first school ever served by the Backpack Ministry Program. That's my elementary school that I attended a few years ago. My (laughs) own kids attended there, so it's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, And then we have Bailey Middle School and Huff High School as well, right in Cornelius. The only school we don't serve is J.V. Washam, and that's because there's another church that still locally keeps that to themselves um, but we keep saying we're going to reach out and have them join the fold soon. I'm sure they would appreciate the, the good service that you do provide. So how many uh, how many meals do you actually serve? I know you've got um, these 30 schools now, but how, how does that, are they different numbers in each school? How does that work? So, yes, we will serve uh, one student in a school, or we will serve as many students as a school has Uh, for us to serve. Um, Specifically in Cornelius itself, last year we served 44 students directly in those three schools that I mentioned, Cornelius Elementary, Bailey Middle, Huff High School, William A. Huff High School. Um, But we did have 60 students total. Some of those come from Huntersville Elementary that will eventually feed into uh, William A. Huff. Gotcha. Well, that's a lot of meals. It, It really is. So other, other schools in the North Mecklenburg region that you, that you serve, do you, uh, who, in, who in Huntersville do you serve? Absolutely. So we serve Huntersville Elementary School, Torrance Chapel, uh, Torrance Chapel, uh, Torrance Creek, um, Bradley Middle, Hopewell, um, gosh, North Mech Academy. Um, we honestly cover 
every CMS school in this region except for J.B. Washam. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have several of the charter schools around the area. Mm -hmm. So we serve Community School of Davidson, Pine Lake Prep, Langtree, um, Bonnie Cohn. Bonnie Cohn. Um, and we are probably extending out into their middle school, high school this year. We've been specifically with their elementary program. I see. Well, that's, uh, uh, that is truly a, a gift to our community. There's no doubt about that. So if our listeners today wanted to get involved in your organization, talk a little bit about, uh, I'm not sure who to throw this question to, but maybe both of you. How can, how can uh, our citizens do that here in North Mecklenburg? Sure. So we would not exist without hundreds of volunteers. It actually takes about 100 to 150 volunteers every week to pull off what we do. Um, we're packing at least 600 bags every week in our warehouse with um, individuals from around the community and also groups, um, a team of employees or from a service group that come in. We actually had the um, Cornelius police, uh, the chief and several um policemen that came to serve um, this spring. That was awesome. They came in and packed um, over 100 bags to go home with students. Um, and then we have a lot of volunteers who help deliver bags to schools. So every week, there are volunteers who come pick up the bags from our warehouse in Cornelius, load up their cars, and take it to the school um, to pass off to the guidance counselor for getting those home with students. Um, so you can um, go to our website. You can email us at info at bagsofhopelkn.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, we can add you to a list to receive signups for our packing events. Um, you can also get involved throughout the year with these food drives too. Like I mentioned, um, you could donate food on Saturday, August 26th. Uh, we also do a huge food drive at Thanksgiving and spring break as well. So whether you want to make a donation, donate food, um, roll up your sleeves and help pack bags um, or use your car to drive, there are many ways to get involved. There's a... Uh, uh some seasonality to the needs here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Uh, is there more needs to prepare these backpacks during the summer when kids are at home, or does it matter? It does matter. We specifically deliver two schools throughout the school year, so we have you know roughly two months where we're not delivering actual bags. However, that even changed a little bit this summer. Majority of our volunteer events, though, are between the months of August and June. Gotcha. Well, I, I figured there was some seasonality to it, and that uh, certainly does make sense as you as you move forward. So how big can this program grow? What, what's your expectations, and what's your, what's your direction for the future? Give me a little insight on that. So sky's the limit, question mark. Uh, we, <laughs> we're budgeted to serve up to 700 students each and every weekend of this coming school year. Um, we're quickly outgrowing our space. Uh, you know, here's what we've been very fortunate yet. We've had the monetary funds and the food so that we've not had to turn away a child in need at this point. And that to us is our ultimate goal, to be able to take on new schools or additional students at schools as long as we have the resources. That's that's fantastic. Uh, 
So you mentioned several of the faith communities that are uh, were, were integral to your operation, certainly in the beginning. Are you looking to add more faith communities to, to the uh, uh, process that you go through and the support you get? To uh, piggyback on to what Nicole said earlier is we could not exist without supporters, both faith community and individuals. And so we are very open to adding anyone on who wants to, to join in. Um, obviously, we have been beyond blessed. The organization has been beyond blessed uh, with our faith communities, and we partner very strongly with them. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm so glad that my town... Uh, was able to step up to the plate for Bags of Hope. We have a pretty grueling grant process in the town of Cornelius that <laughs> I know we put you through. I hope we can make that easier in times to come. Uh, we, we get some feedback on that from, uh, from some of our uh, nonprofits that we do, do work with, and it is a little bit grueling. But, uh, but uh, nevertheless, you guys were successful in making your way through that you gave an excellent presentation to our town board and thus were included in that grant process, which was approved back in the budget time. So I'm so glad that my town could do that. Um, it's certainly not enough money for you to exist on, but it, every little bit helps, I'm sure. Well, and Mayor Washam, we wanted to share that with the money that you granted to us, uh, that's enough to sponsor 27 students for the entire school year. Wow. Um, so 27 students receiving a bag of food every weekend with those seven meals and additional snacks and side items, um, which is more than half of the students that we're serving in Cornelius alone. So it's it's incredible to have your support um, and to start working together in this way and just to have, you know, the, the grant support in the communities where we're serving is exactly what our hope is. So thank you. Well, that's fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I hope that amount can grow in the in the years ahead. And I'll also challenge my uh, surrounding towns here in uh, the North Mecklenburg area to step up as well, because you're serving their schools too. We are. And we, we do, uh, we have received support from the town of Huntersville. Right and the town of Davidson, and um, are planning to continue um, pursuing those opportunities. And we actually, this year, for the first time, received um, grant support through Mecklenburg County for the first time, um, and are thrilled to have gotten a food pantry grant for them for this district of Huntersville, Cornelius, and Davidson. Are you able to apply for grants outside of of a government, or how, how does that work yes. for you? Yes, um, we apply to some corporations. Um, several banks have grant um, opportunities. Um, there's also many different foundations. Um, there's a, a local foundation, Giving with Grace, we just received a grant from. Uh, we actually just received a grant from the Charlotte Knights Foundation. We're going to get to go to a baseball game next week and be featured there, which will be fun. So um, it, there is a good variety. The Peninsula Community Foundation right here in Cornelius, they have been so generous to us. We've been receiving a grant from them the last several years um, and just appreciate their support so much. So it's a good variety of, of grant opportunities that are supporting us each year. That's fantastic. And uh, I'm sure that will grow. I think you guys are on a roll and, I, and I'm really, really grateful to you, both of you, and this organization for what you do for my community and what you do for us here in this region. 
Uh, it is, again, you know, you're tracking right along with, with what we talked about earlier, the Cornelius way of stepping out there and uh, taking it a step above what the needs are in this community and, and making it better. So I'm very, very proud of you. And uh, we will be uh, uh, moving in the latter part of the program today to uh, hear a little bit more about Little Smiles of North Carolina. Thank you, Nicole Feeler and Ashley Nidish. We do appreciate uh, hearing about Bags of Hope today. We'll be back in a moment. Good morning, Cornelius and Lake Norman. This is Mayor Woody Washam of Cornelius, and uh, glad to be back for the second half of our show. The first half was fantastic, where we learned about a great, great nonprofit here in our community by the name of Bags of Hope. If you want to know more about Bags for Hope, you can go to their website at bagsofhope.com. So this particular segment, we're going to move along to another great organization that was actually founded right here in Cornelius and depends so much on our town to, uh, to function and to actually do their mission, their wonderful mission in town. And I've got two wonderful guests here uh, today with me. One is the president of the board of Little Smiles of North Carolina, and that would be Mr. Tim Boone. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Woody. Thanks for having us. We appreciate the opportunity and all the support over the years. Great. Glad to have you. And also the founder and also a board member for the Little Smiles organization is Margie Kyle. She's a name that has been associated with Little Smiles many, many years. So, Tim, let me turn to you and um, tell us a little bit about Little Smiles and what your mission is and what your purpose is. And then we'll move to Margie and tell and uh, allow her to tell our audience what this was all about and how it happened here. Sure. I think uh, a lot of times when people ask us what Little Smiles is, the easiest thing to say is our name really says it all. We're about Little Smiles. So we work with uh, pediatric patients in the Charlotte and Lake Norman area. And our mission is to bring Little Smiles to their faces um, in a time when they really need it. So the things that we do are um, include little things like pizza parties each month at Levine's Children's Hospital and Jeff Gordon's Children's Hospital, but it also might include uh, a delivery of Play-Doh to the pediatric nurses um, for kids to be kind of have fun and be distracted while they're in the hospital. So we do things from very small to also on a larger scale, we do some things sometimes and provide um, uh, tablets and laptops for kids that need to be connected when they're in the hospital for a long stay. And uh, it's, it's all about giving the nurses um, our contact information so that when they need something, they can reach out. And they're, we're the, the uh, silent checkbook for the nurses. Uh, we are um, local, immediate, and hands-on. And what they need, we try to get them. So it's all about the nurses and referrals from the nurses. Is that correct? It really is. You know, we, um, our uh, board, um, all based here in the lake area, um, we're volunteers, but the folks who really know what the kids need are the nurses and caregivers at our healthcare providing partners. So they have a portal where they can log in um, and they can tell us exactly what 
maybe one kid needs, or sometimes it's it's what uh, a whole floor of kids will need or what the facility needs ongoing to um, interact and care for their pediatric patients. Oh, that's that's absolutely awesome. So, uh, Margie Kyle, uh, how many years ago was it when you founded this great organization? We're going into our 13th year. Wow. And I was on your initial board? You were. You, Sharon, <laughs> and Michael Bailey. That's quite a quite a group. So and you're still an honorary board member. Thank you, and it's an honor to do that. It it really is. Yeah. Uh, with uh, alongside of my wife, who is an active board member. Yes. So, uh, how did this idea come about? How how how? Why did you think of doing this? You know, we we just talked about an organization that feeds kids, <laughs> and uh, this is an organization that helps sick kids. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, a long story very short, when I was 16, I was in three major car accidents. I was told I would never walk again. Um, I had a phone, a Bible, and the yellow pages, and I went under doctors and found the word chiropractor. I didn't even know how to spell it or say it, and I called the chiropractor and told him my whole story and gave him my main doctor's phone number, which I had as private line. And that man literally got me up and out of bed. My goal was to be walking by July because I was going to go to college. So I know what it's like to be a child in the hospital. Advanced many years forward, I sent my son to camp at age 15 to grow up because he was watching way too much TV and not doing anything. (laughs) And they wanted him to, to dive into the lake, which he did. He hit bottom. And he, too, was totally paralyzed. Um, And after a year, I was so proud to say he'd had many operations, but he is walking, doing beautifully, has three beautiful boys, very successful. So when I was approached by uh, my husband's stepson, Scott Anderson, who was one of the founders, I couldn't say no. I know what it's like to have a child in the hospital. I know what it's like to be a child in the hospital. So that's when I got very determined to help as many kids as I could. And I was surprised at how many kids need help in this area. We think we live in a very affluent area, and we do. But there were many kids who just, all they had when they came to the hospital was the clothes on their back. Quite a, quite a story. It, it really is, and a uh, very, very motivational story. And this organization fits such a neat uh, need here in our community. It's, it's pretty incredible. There is the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but that's the big stuff, right? We work with Make-A-Wish, too. Great. You know, and an example of that was we had a child, well, I have two, a child that was going on a trip but had not a suitcase, didn't have the clothes, so... The nurse called us and said, can you buy a suitcase? Can you buy this child some clothes? Absolutely. We also had a child who uh, all she wanted to do was see Rapunzel, and she was too sick. So Rapunzel came to the hospital to see her, and then we lost her the next day. Not all our children we lose. We, we don't care what the injury is. If there's a nurse that has a child that has a need, we fulfill that. That's that's fantastic. And um, so, uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, uh, 
how much money does it take? What well, you you collect toys? I I know sure. over over time. Sure. But you also need money too, right? Yeah, right. We'll we'll take anything, <laughs> and and sometimes we turn the money into toys. Um, and uh, to give you an example, we you know at at uh, people think about at Christmas time toy drives, and 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 we work um, with several great um, supporters in the community on toy drives at the Christmas time. But we also just had a toy drive, um, which you were able to attend at Lost Worlds uh, in Cornelius. And we we collected toys at our Christmas in July event because sometimes people aren't thinking about the need when it's not the holiday season. So um, we collected over 200 toys at that event, which will go a long way. Um, we have a uh, storage unit called Smiles or Us right here in Cornelius where the <laughs> nurses come and they, we say they shop, but they don't have to pay us anything. They fill up trash bags uh, with the toys and those toys will go a long way. But certainly uh, money is, is also needed to drive our mission. And, and you know, again, keeping it here in the, in the community, we just were given a grant from the Peninsula Community Foundation. And the focus of that grant is on our Keeping Kids Connected program, which I mentioned earlier, maybe iPads or laptops. You know, if you're a kid that's going to be in the hospital sev- for several weeks, it's it can be boring, and you can also be out of touch from with your friends, family, and your school. So having that technology will help to um, uh, to pass the time, but also to keep you connected. And that all goes in the well-being of the child as they're going through their treatment. So typically, when we get a um, a technology request, that can be anywhere from you know two to five hundred dollars, depending on what they need. Some uh, children would need an adaptive holder to, to be able to manipulate the, the iPad and, and, and work with it, given on whatever their condition is. Um, another thing that we do with Levine's is we do room makeovers. So someone that might be there for several weeks, sometimes even months, as they come into the room, uh, the nurses will curate a list of things that they want in the room. It could be posters or bedding or things like that. And we make a makeover to make them more comfortable. And those things can sometimes be between two and $300 uh, for an individual child, but it makes a huge difference on their stay. That is truly incredible. And uh, what, what an opportunity for these kids to literally raise their hand and uh, uh, get what they need and what they want and what makes them smile and happy. So a great story to tell. We're going to take a short break here, and uh, we will be back in just a few minutes. And this is Mayor Woody Washam in Cornelius, and we are about town today. Good morning. This is Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius. And we've got a great show going today. It's about some of the wonderful nonprofits here that uh, serve our town and our region. And we've got such a good story to tell. We've talked a lot about the Cornelius Way. And certainly the organizations that we have as guests today, the Bags of Hope, and, and the one uh, that is with us now, Little Smiles of North Carolina, exemplifies the Cornelius Way in every possible way. So... We're glad to have Tim Boone and Margie Kyle here with us. And uh, one of the events, if you will, that uh, Little Smiles of North Carolina is totally behind is is an event by the name of Camp Care. I know just a little bit about it, but Margie Kyle knows a lot about it. So, Margie, tell us what Camp Care is and how that ties in with Little Smiles. Well, Camp Care, uh, the executive director is Carrie Cuton, and she also runs Levine Children's Hospital. 
and one week a year, usually in August, 200 kids with cancer have the opportunity to be normal up at Lake Lure. And they stay in the cabins, they eat in the mess hall, they do everything normal kids do. And the first time I went was with your wife, Sharon, and we were totally blown away and, and uh, very upset because it was a very emotional day. Absolutely. They had like a cemetery, for, or cemetery um, a funeral for the kids who had passed on. Now, over the years, it's gotten much lighter and it's more of a celebration of life. Um, you, Mike Jackson, the famous Mike Jackson here, and my husband, Lee Kyle, one time went up for the night. We did. And had karaoke with the kids. And you all said, none of these kids will get up and sing. They were lined up and had <laughs> a wonderful time. And we donated the karaoke machine to the camp. But it is a week where the kids can feel normal and have fun and swim and boat and just do what they love doing best. And Little Smiles does provide a lot of the gifts, the costumes, and uh, has not been able to go up for the last four or five years because of COVID, but we're back up there this year. Oh, that is that is wonderful yeah. to be back. And I know that'll be a celebration oh, it will up be. at Camp Care. Yeah. Yeah. That, that will be absolutely uh, um, wonderful. Now, will you be going back this year? I'm going to try. Good. Yeah, I'm going to try. Good. So. Well, that's fantastic. That's I, fantastic. I think one thing that, that Margie alluded to, and, and we're all re, you know coming back to what the new normal is. Yes. So an organization like ours where the idea is to interact with the nurses and interact with the patients, an, an event like Camp Care had, didn't happen during COVID. Um, some of the events that we've done, we just participated in what they call a NICU graduation or, or reunion um, uh, at uh, Levine's Children's Hospital where families that had uh, babies in the NICU over the years come back together as a community Things like that weren't, you know, happening during COVID. So we've seen our normal pizza parties are coming back, um, where we're in the hospitals once a month doing pizza parties, um, craft nights, um, just visits into the hospital are back now that we're we're kind of over of COVID, and and it's exciting to be a part of that. And we our support. Uh, didn't waver during that time. It was just from afar. And now we exactly. can actually be a little bit more hands-on and our volunteers can interact with the patients. Well, that's fantastic. So what uh, what other uh, hospitals or, uh, you know, medical centers do you react, do you interact with? Sure. Um, a new one, and I'll, I'll turn it over to, to Margie after I mention this first one, but a new one that we really got involved with last year was Cornelius's Community Care Center. Oh, Working wonderful. with Manny. All you have to what do is mention guy. Manny, and it puts a smile on everyone's face. What energy he has. What a gift. But yeah, and we've done a couple of things. The last thing uh, we did with them was their, their Rise event at Easter, where we were, were there for you know what was just a great event and picnic and uh, passing out Easter baskets to the kids. So um, that's just that's one of our new ones. But Margie, if you want to talk about some of the other folks that we've worked we with We are in over the 11 years. facilities in this area. And most of them are hospitals, but we also do in-home health care. Biata is one, and there are several that we do work with the kids that are home that need just as much attention as the kids in the hospitals. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, 
I don't have my list in front of me, but as of today, and of course the new Novant Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, we're very active with. And our, our philosophy with that hospital, too, is that we provide gift bags as a child comes in in an emergency situation, but we also want to provide gift bags for the siblings. Oftentimes they are forgotten, and we don't want any child to be sitting there yeah. feeling that they're forgotten because their brother or sister is sure going through a really tough time. Absolutely. So. Well, I, I look forward to uh, um, hooking little smiles up with our new hospital here in uh, Cornelius yes, that's yes. coming. It's a, it's a project that we badly need. I was happy to be part of the recruitment process to get Atrium Hospital um, to agree to come here and build a hospital in yeah. Cornelius. It was a missing ingredient. So I know there'll be some needs coming out of that hospital, and um, well, we'll, we're we'll ready. make sure. We are ready. I'm great to hear. Great to hear. You could do it right here in our backyard. Yeah, yeah, we do right, have right. money in the bank. Not yeah. a whole lot. I'm not going to say that, but um, we are prepared. And if we don't have the money, we go out and we find a way to raise it. So just remember, these are little mini wishes, not a big car. <laughs> That's, that's or good. house. That's good to hear. <laughs> so moving into the future, uh, Tim, uh, tell us how you're going to move forward with this organization. It, I, My perception is you can do as much good as support that you can actually get from our communities that we serve. So so where, where are we heading and how are we going to pull this off to help these sick kids? Sure. Well, the, the, the good thing about our mission is our mission – when it's boiled down to the very um, uh, core is to put smiles on the kids' faces or or put smiles on the faces of kids when they need it the most. So that really allows us to work with anybody that fits that mold. So we have ideas. um, And Margie mentioned um, some of our other chapters. Um, We work really closely with our chapter in Florida and they're probably a couple years ahead of us in development and, and a little bit larger than us, but we see what they do, and they do programs with law enforcement, they do programs with schools, um, and they do programs which we focus on primarily of, of health care providers. So we have a roadmap from them of things we can do, um, and we also, um, as we get our name out in the community on events like this and, and some of the events we do in the community, we get more and more volunteers, and sometimes those volunteers bring us ideas of who we can interact with. So it's a lot about getting our name out, and as you mentioned, um, raising funds, which is a nice segue into one of the our next big fundraising event is going to be in October, and October 16th. We'll be out for our annual golf outing. We call it the Dino Open uh, after a former uh, president of Little Smiles who passed away. So it's in his memory, the Dino Open. We're at Northstone on October 16th. We get tons of support from the community. Randy Marion has been our presenting sponsor as long as I can remember, uh, and, the, and the community really rallies around us. Uh, and that's our, our single biggest fundraiser of the year. So um, folks can go to littlesmilesnc.org, and registration is open for our golf tournament. Um, and they can they can reach out on our website if they want to be a volunteer, because as we talked about, as we grow the mission, we need manpower just as much as we need uh, funds and support that way. So um, we've got a great group of volunteers. We're a fun group, um, and we'd love to have more people helping us with the mission. 
So you've got a separate group of volunteers from the actual board itself. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that correct? It is. And I'll give you a perfect example. And heading back to our uh, Christmas in July event, um, we had a, a mixer early in the year, um, and it was to kind of thank folks that have been involved with the organization and also to recruit new people. And at that event, we put out some sheets of, if you'd like to get involved, let us know. And there was a, as a group of uh, women that put their name on that they wanted to be in touch with Christmas in July. So that group, outside of our core board, did all the heavy lifting for our event on Saturday and, and really uh, did a great job with it. So, so there was an opportunity for someone to get involved in, in one program, but we also have our eye on a lot of those volunteers because we want to bring them involved in, in more programs and potentially onto the board. And that's how it works. We have, we have plenty of events where, where folks can get involved either as a sponsor, as a volunteer, as a participant when it comes to our golf. Um, and then as they work more and more with us, we'd like to get them more involved. So there's, there's plenty of opportunities for those, those volunteers that you mentioned that aren't, um, you know, that may not want to have the full-time commitment of a, of a board position and, and um, all that goes with that. So if folks want to give a donation to Little Smiles, maybe a monetary donation, yeah. is that easy to do? It's real easy. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll drive good. to their house with you if they want. Well, to. good. I'll yeah. make it as easy as possible. And I know you will, Tim. <laughs> but there, there's a couple things that one of the, one of the uh, two easy ways they can do it is um, they can go to our website, which is littlesmilesnc.org, and there's a donate button there, and they can also text to give. So if they text Little Smiles NC to four four three two one. They can text to give. That'll take them to a site where they can make a donation there. So those are two real easy ways. Yet the other thing we we're putting out there, um, and I'll make sure it's on our website, is we had a Amazon wish list where kids, where folks can give toys to kids. Shop right on Amazon. We get it shipped to us, and it works out well. Thank you, Little Smiles of North Carolina. Thanks sure. for being here with uh, me today. We appreciate uh, it at our About Town program. Uh, we we uh, love you guys. We love Bags of Hope. We appreciate what you do. This is Mayor Woody Washington from Cornelius. The Cornelius Way. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.